0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to uh, Bayou Sports here on a big Wednesday hump day, uh, July the 27th, as we uh, have a little bit uh, of Sunbelt to talk about. Of course, the Sunbelt Media Day started uh, yesterday, and of course, UL uh, head football coach Michael Desimo will be on the podium today today. to speak about the Cajuns, we'll talk a little bit about the Cajuns, too. Also, uh, have a new sport that's uh, garnering a lot of interest uh, in this area uh, and has been for the last year or so, and that's pickleball. We'll talk a little bit about that. Also, uh, some NFL news. Of course, the Saints today also have their first uh, I guess a session with our training camp opening up today. For all NFL teams will be uh, in training camp. Uh, some uh, started last week.
1: Sons Tyron Matthew today.
0: Yes, that's true. There's a story on Tyron Matthew, uh, I believe you have, and uh, saw his name in print. And also uh, Tom Brady picks up another big piece for his arsenal as uh, a young man. Uh, signs a one-year deal with the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers uh, So Brady will have someone else. It's not like he doesn't have anybody else to throw to right now. Uh, Also, in sports, uh, of course, baseball news. uh, As the trading deadline getting close, hadn't seen any really big deals yet, uh, August 2nd.
1: No, they they tend to be the day before or the day of the trade deadline because, one, the sellers want to hold on to their stars as long as possible. You know, yesterday the Cubs uh, played uh, their last home game before the trade deadline, and uh, Mm -hmm. I saw both Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras um, nod to the fans. Uh, Bittersweet, to say the least. And, you know, at some point I get it when you are a seller, especially last year, and I'm using the Cubs as an example because it's the best I know. You know, when you've got three players like they had last year whose contracts were all coming up and you don't think you're going to be able to re-sign them, I get those trades. Yeah, No doubt about it. What I don't understand is at some point you have to build a foundation. If you're going to rebuild, you need a foundation, and uh, that is not happening. And that's my concern.
0: Yeah, that uh, I agree with you in that regard. So uh, we'll see how that will all take place. Uh, and as you mentioned, the Cubs were a huge seller last year, getting rid of some of their mates and Bryant and uh, Rizzo. And it's by, by
1: the way, i got to thank Richard and Rocca. I think they just brought <laughs> me breakfast. They're, they're getting set to do some cooking for uh, our good friend uh, Ty Baudouin, uh, again laying his mother to sure. rest uh, today, uh, the funeral. And uh, I know they're doing some cooking for the reception afterward, but they were
0: kind enough to bring me some breakfast. Yeah, you know? that's uh, top of the line, so to speak. Uh, believe it or not i've had my breakfast this morning already bright and early anyway uh, pickleball is a pandemic fuel rise it hasn't slowed and it's a sport that faces one of the potential roadblocks it's noise <laughs> it's a noise maker, they say anyway the state of play there are roughly five million pickleball players in the u.s up 37 percent from 2019 nearly double the total from just five years ago and with so much demand the developers have seized the opportunity, swapping out tennis courts in some areas and building mega facilities in others. Uh, even uh, the uh, nudists are getting in on the fun, <laughs> it's hard to believe. And with some clothing optional resorts, advertises their pickleball facilities and hosting tournaments. Uh, while the players can't get enough, anyone with an earshot must contend with the loud, repetitive uh, thwacks of a hard plastic wiffle balls hitting the solid paddles and. No one can completely understand what it's like to sit on your back uh, deck hearing that pop, pop, pop said a, a voice who lives near five public pickleball courts and up in Massachusetts. Uh residents have a, a filed public a nuisance lawsuits organ. The sound of thwack, pop, whack violates bylaws that prohibit obnoxious noise levels. Similar complaints have been lodged in New Jersey and California. The bottom line, the whole situation calls uh in mind the my favorite line from Phil in a roof is <laughs> may god bless and keep pickleball far away from. us. <laughs> Dr- anyway, it's I know a few buddies that uh play it religiously too and uh they enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I, I had mentioned uh, off mic uh, and before or I should say in the early days of the pandemic when uh city park uh Seer gates could not be open to the public uh, they were playing on the tennis courts at city park. I uh, spent a lot of t- if I wasn't feeding squirrels in the park, <laughs> I seem seemed to be watching pickleball. But, you know, it's it, uh, for in large part it was I guess generated by older folks. It was uh who maybe didn't want to play the full court of a tennis court uh, and or even shuffleboard. <laughs> uh, whatever the case. Um but uh, it seems to have caught on. We talked about Drew Brees. uh you know he tweeted um, a few months ago the idea that he might come back we we knew that wasn't going to happen but he said his future uh, was uncertain he might even be a pickle a professional pickleball player and now uh, again he is bought into a business co-owner of the Mad Drops Pickleball Club that began play this season so uh, good for him
0: yeah and I've got a couple buddies that uh, play it religiously and uh Uh, here in New Iberia and also in Youngsville. It's uh, also pretty popular, and like you mentioned, with an older crowd. So uh, it's good to see uh, some of those. Which uh, is the problem I have with the nudity aspect (laughs) of
1: pickleball because i'm thinking a lot of senior
0: citizens
1: and i i just don't know and yeah. i'm getting there close to that myself i don't want to see
0: that you know it's just uh, probably a little bit too much information i delved out but uh it's just you know it's wild uh pickleball and uh for people who don't Understand it. It's wood paddle and uh, just a plastic ball, and uh, it's not like tennis with a racket and and all. And it's uh, it's a fun game, and uh, it's uh, on a a lot lot smaller scale uh, the playing surface in a tennis court. And uh, I don't know the actual dimensions of it. Somebody,
1: I, I I don't know if the actual dimensions are the same as the service boxes on a tennis court, but that's when they do play on a tennis court they use the service boxes right. as uh bounds yes the, yeah. the four you know the close to the net i hope folks know what i mean when i talk about the service box but you look at a tennis court and you got the back court uh, the back line uh where it's a wide open space and then you've got the two uh squares uh up at the nets right not complete i mean they go to the net but not necessarily starting at the net but anyway, those are the service boxes. Yeah, and it's
0: it's a smaller court, and it's easier to navigate for older people. Uh, of course, a tennis court being pretty large, uh, like you mentioned, with the service boxes. and uh, So it, it's a game that's caught on here in the area, and uh, it's fashionable, I guess, is the term. But, boy, in this heat, uh, um, I guess a lot of folks... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think if uh, they played it indoors. Um, maybe at Sears Gates. Not sure about that. Uh, they, they do,
1: and uh, that—that's
0: their goal, especially during this okay. time of year. All right. Yeah. Considering but, but, with the heat, yeah, exactly. And uh, in this part of the country. And, so. And again, uh, you're talking about an older population that usually play it. So. Yeah, they're out. They're not working. Most are retired. If might have some. Might have a little part-time jobs and all. But uh, pickleball. We'll find out a little bit more about it later. Uh, Anything that keeps people active. Yeah, it's a good thing. You're right about mm-hmm. that. You're right. And it's it's a good thing. So anyway, uh, just breaking with a little NFL news too. Tom Brady. You know, Julio Jones uh, decides to take out a one-year deal. You with, think uh, Tom
1: Brady was singing Paul Simon yesterday, <laughs> me and Julio down by this school year.
0: <laughs> if he was, uh, uh, Big Al, uh, Chevy Chase and uh, Paul Simon probably have that duo, too. Anyway, I don't know if we have a uh, caller for us now,
1: Jeff. Yeah, let's go to the phones and say good morning. You're on Bayou Sports.
2: Well, good morning. I I took the time to uh, Google real quick the dimensions of a pickleball court.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're ready.
2: Uh, 20 feet by 44 feet, which is the same dimensions as a badminton court.
0: Okay, Uh, all right.
2: How that relates to to a tennis court. Service area, I'm not real sure, but I I did. I'm like Jeff. I, I have seen actually last weekend when I was walking in the park, I saw some people playing pickleball on the tennis courts outside, and that's where they were. That's what they were using as a dimension. But I know inside and in steer gates because I've um, when I've been able to go uh, walk in, the, in. You know, during the, the daytime, that they always have um, games going on there, and basically they play on the basketball court and I know you know they play um width wise and it's it's almost like the, the width of a basketball court uh it, it seems like so but but you're right I mean it's it's extremely popular uh right now and, and I'm with Jeff. It, look if that gets, you know 70 you know year old pluses out um uh, and, and active you know that's a, a great alternative to, <laughs> to just sitting around doing nothing and um I guess the beautiful part about that game is that you can put it indoors relatively easy, and so when it's 95 with a heat index of 107, you don't have people, uh, you know, getting heat strokes. So, you know, it's uh, something I guess they um, can get, like you said, Broussard and Youngville are are adding courts like crazy, and I know they have it indoors here. Maybe, heck, they have those old tennis courts kind of – Behind steer gates that kind of aren't doing nothing right now, you know anything right now, and maybe they could convert those pretty pretty easily into outdoor pickleball ball courts if they uh, if they really wanted to.
0: Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's a popular game, in the are building courts. and uh, I, I have a, a a friend, an older friend, who recently moved to the Youngsville area, and he's he's into it big time. <laughs> he enjoys playing it, and uh, of course, he moved to. Uh, uh, the youngster are already to be with his mom uh she 's up in age and she 's in her nineties and uh whether be close to her right now, but uh he plays it religiously and it keeps him going keeps him active too kind of curious
1: about the rules uh, i i haven 't really looked into it, but can the ball touch the ground or does it always have to stay in the air or off the
2: paddle no it definitely touches the ground i don 't know the rules but i i 've watched them play a little bit while i 'm getting a drink of water or something and uh it definitely does. They allow it to hit the crown, so uh, I'm, but not an so, expert. So, so so it still, it's crossed my mind that, that you know how we talked about tennis being really popular back in the in the 70s and 80s. That's probably the same generation that played a lot of tennis when they were younger. They that, that now uh, found a, a you know mm-hmm. version of that, and um, and it's pretty cool, you know. So um, it yeah, is. I, th- I think it's a great,
0: great thing. So I was thinking maybe it'd be similar to something like badminton, but uh, you know, with the birdie and the volleys and all that. But you're telling me that the uh, the plastic uh, ball or the ball they use uh, is allowed to hit the ground uh, one time, or
2: yeah, I don't know if it's one time or not, but it, but they definitely allow it to hit the ground and, and the the net, you know, net's pretty low. It, it, you know, it, it just uh, it's most of the people that I've seen, it, it's almost exclusively doubles. I'm sure they're you play singles as well, but I've, I've never seen singles matches. There's always doubles
0: matches. Yeah, that metric um, for lunch bunch probably couldn't afford to play singles. Uh, <laughs> it'd, it'd be a yeah. lot shorter match, and I don't even know what match point is, or what. how do you win? Uh, the, the point total in those yeah, uh, you know, Is it 10, 12, 15, 21? I have no idea. Clueless.
2: I, I'm not real sure. I didn't, I didn't go into that much the, you know, detail reading, but I it. I again, i again I could I could name some names which I'm not gonna do but I saw <laughs> some very uh very recognizable names. Let's put that away in New America. Uh-huh. uh uh his, recent political history that that do this play this every day now, you know. Yeah their retirement. So um it's um it you know, it's, it's great. I, I I and and seeing I I don't know how much a picket ball racket costs, but it has to be cheaper than a tennis racket. True. So it looks like something really affordable too for a, uh, you know, for a, a senior citizen to get into with, without having to spend a lot of money. So uh,
0: yeah.
2: But I will say that I I could see if I lived in a pretty you know exclusive development nearby, it, it, it is a. Tad aggravating sound that <laughs> <laughs> it
0: That's what they're saying in certain parts of the country. So right now it's just uh, it's uh, it's so popular and it's uh, driving uh, some of them metric alpha lunch bunch crowd crazy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But um, anyway, well, that's all I got this morning, all guys. Right. And I have I a question for you, Turbo. Um, uh, one part of it, the other part's not not, but so. It seems now the you know LSU's erecting a lot of statues to honor some of their former athletic greats. Right. Uh, they just unveiled a Pete Maravich uh, statue, and um, they've got uh, I know a couple in the works right now, including one for Joe Burrow. I, I was wondering. Well, they have to take the appendix out of the statue now before they put that one up?
0: <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know that answer, but uh, maybe they'll build it uh, without the appendix uh, in the interior of the uh, bronze Maybe statue. it could be in a box
1: <laughs> next to. He could be holding it.
0: Yeah, you know, I, the one thing I'm surprised, and I, I look for it to happen one day, is for he to have uh, the number nine retired in uh, uh, LSU football, just like Billy Cannon, who won the first Heisman for the Tigers. I look for Joe Burrow's uh, number nine to be addressed uh, sooner than later and uh, be retired uh, and never be worn again by an LSU Tiger. I, I look that to happen one day.
2: But here's my my serious question on on the on the statues. Okay, so Joe uh-huh. Burrow played. Two years for LSU, right? Correct, and let a national championship. So, do you think if a if a collegiate athlete um, spent one year at LSU, uh, won a lot of individual championships in that one year, went on to win Olympic gold after that, and now has broken the world record six times in his event, <laughs> is one year at LSU enough to? erect a statue of Mondo de Plantas outside of Bernie Moore Track Stadium?
0: Oh, wow, good question. Good uh, question. One,
1: considering you don't have a lot of those uh, statues outside of uh, track facilities, I'd say, yeah, and, and quite frankly, Joe Burrow only had one significant year with LSU as well. You know, I, I, I don't know if you put up statues to one-year athletes. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, good question. Yeah,
1: I
2: just think he's so... Um, Exemplary in his sport, though. You know, I mean, honestly, by the time this is all said and done, and I know track and field, you know, kind of, I think, in most people's minds, is secondary sport as far as popularity goes. Secondary, but that's why he's, you know, that's why he's competing for for Sweden is because over there it's enormously popular, and he's making a lot more money as a Swedish, you know, with his dual citizenship, but competing for Sweden. But by the time all is said and done, I think he will have accomplished things unparalleled by any other Louisiana athlete ever. Yeah. I mean, I can't anybody that – and he's only 22, so he's in, I mean, he's still got, I would say, at least four or five really prime years of pole vaulting yeah. stuff, you know, injury.
0: Well, What caught cut me like, off guard, I didn't realize he only played one – he only participated one year in varsity sports at LSU. I did not realize that. Yeah, just a Wow. Turn
2: pro, you know. After that, yeah. Um,
0: and, Did not uh, realize that.
2: Yeah, and 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 there's another guy. Now he didn't really need it because he turned pro so fast. But but could could you imagine if nil would have been around when Ooh. he was there? You know, it's already a team phenom. Phenom, you know, coming out of high school, so he a uh, phenom rather. But uh, he could have definitely had some uh, some endorsements from um, from track and field. You know, but I just think. You know, again, when you look at in the scope of things, uh, man, I, I, I definitely think he's deserving of one.
0: That's just my my personal. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I hear you loud and clear too. And uh, that it seems like that's on the TAF now because uh, I'm sure they're the ones that uh, made up the difference uh, with regards to uh, the the bronze statues put up for uh, uh, for Pete Maravich and also coming uh, probably for the day when uh, Joe Burrows is uh, acknowledged and put up near Tiger Stadium. Alright,
2: well, y'all have a good day, right. guys. And, um, when, when your resident golf pro, uh, comes in, uh, one of the other things I saw now, and, and he might be a little more versed on it than I am, but, um, the LIV tour is now getting to the point where they're going to start having or relegating guys to qualify for events because they've, they've now exce- and I knew that was going to happen, they've exceeded that 48 person, uh, maximum. Oh, okay. so, now, so now some of the lower guys, in their rankings, uh, starting next year, will um, this year they're just not getting to play anymore. Um, but next year they'll have to qualify for for some of the events. So uh, that's interesting because as, as they you know, every time they sign a bigger name, that's going to push one of these lower tier guys a little bit further down. And and, and I think some of these guys may end up uh, regretting the decision. But um, yep. but then it's a it's an interesting um, topic, you know for sure. Yeah. And I did see the Saints signed a running back. Not, yeah, they did. Who I
0: wanted. Yeah, yeah I yeah. hear you. Yeah, we'll do a jump on that just a little bit. But you're right. They start today. I'm not sure what time they uh, hit the practice field this morning uh, for a workout, or maybe it might be later on today. But uh, all NFL teams are in camps now. So uh, football season uh, or preseason games are right around the corner. Yep.
3: All
2: right. Well, y'all have a good day, guys. All
0: right. Appreciate Thank you. Gone. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh With that, it's uh, at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Let's go ahead and take our first break this morning. You listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with uh, some talk about the Sunbelt Media Day, opening day yesterday. Uh, We'll be right back after this.
4: Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing, and the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than
5: Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
1: to, to com
0: At Arsenal Ford, we're making it even easier with our Ford Mobile Service van.
4: For your convenience, we have a mobile service solution for you. You provide the
6: vehicle, and I'll handle the rest.
4: Ford Mobile Service. We make it easy at Arsenal Ford.
0: Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Hump Day on Wednesday, uh, July the 27th. And uh, Media Days is kicking off. Uh, of course, their first uh, scheduled coaches uh, were on the podium yesterday over in the Sheraton in New Orleans. And uh, as the media people gathered, uh, they picked the Cajuns to win the Sunbelt Conference West race uh, along with uh, Appalachian State, the Mountaineers again. Uh, should be in the title game. Coaches actually forecasted a rematch of that game, uh, and the Cajuns received 12 out of the 14 first-place votes in the West, while the Mountaineers collected 10 uh, over in their uh, side of the uh, conference. Uh, UL defeated Appalachian State last year, 24 to 16, for the Sun Belt ch- championship in Lafayette last year. But neither the Cajuns or the Mountaineers. Earned uh, top individual honors on the All-Sun Belt Conference uh, preseason team, which was announced Monday, a day before the conference media days uh, got underway. Meanwhile, Coastal Carolina picked to finish second in the East, was recognized with both of those honors. Quarterback uh, Grayson McCall, preseason offensive player of the year, while teammate Josiah Stewart came in as the defensive player of the year. McCall threw for 2,800-plus yards last year, completed 73% of his passes, 27 touchdowns, just three interceptions, ran for almost 300 yards, four more scores. Meanwhile, Stewart, the sophomore defensive lineman, collected 43 tackles, 13 sacks, three fumbles uh, last season. The Cajuns placed, though, four players on the first team, led by two senior defensive standouts, our own new Iberia Zion Hill Green and cornerback Eric Greyer. Uh, Hill and Green, uh, uh, Hill Green, I should say, finished with 59 tackles, six and a half sacks, four quarterback hurries last season. While Grier collected 23 tackles, seven breakups, and two interceptions. The other two UL first-team honorees came on special teams with their punter, Rise Burns, and all-purpose. Uh, Uh, Running back and return man Chris Smith Burns averaged 46 yards a punt last year while Smith had a 21-yard average on kickoff returns and rushed for 844 yards with eight touchdowns. There weren't any UL players on the first or second team, however. The only Cajun recognized uh, was second-team defensive lineman Andre Jones who contributed 60 tackles, six sacks, four breakups, five quarterback hurries, two fumble recoveries, two forced fumbles, and a blocked kick last season. Uh, Troy Trojans had the most first-team selections with five, despite being picked. Finished third in the West, Appalachian State, which had uh, six second-team selections. And Georgia State led the league with eight overall honorees. The Cajuns won't be playing Appalachian State or Coastal Carolina this season. On paper, UL's toughest challenge will be uh, Wednesday, October 12th, with a rope trip up to uh, Marshall uh, up there in Huntington, West Virginia, which lost to the Cajuns uh, in the New Orleans uh, Bowl last summer, South Alabama. Uh, was picked second in the West. Will visit Cajun Field October first. Jeff, uh, interesting uh, numbers there, and hopefully, well, I'm, I'm
1: seeing a conflicting uh, story suggesting UL placed four players on the preseason first team: Zion Hill, Green on the defensive line; Eric Gehrer, defensive back; Reese Burns, the punter, and Chris Smith uh, being selected. And to the second team, linebacker Andre Jones.
0: Yeah, well, that was the the thrust. You're right about that. They did have four selections, but uh, only two on the defensive side. On the offensive side, they had no one selected other than the punter and the uh, kick returner. And uh, Smith, and like you mentioned, uh, with Jones being picked on the second team, kind of surprising too that this team uh, didn't have more honorees that way. And I, I'm not sure how the media works. Of course, it's strange in that regard. So uh, I think we have a call on the line. Maybe they'll know a little bit more about what we're discussing right now.
1: Let's go to the phones. huh? you're in the air.
3: Good morning, Mr. Boggs. What's up, Neil? Hey, good morning. That, no, that, I mean, look, I don't. I, I, Sunbelt Sunbelt UL's UL. but the important question is and this is more toward Tony yes 20 something years ago did you when Michael Desimo walked onto the field at a freshman did you ever see him being head coach at UL?
1: honestly no yeah uh, obviously that is a tough stretch uh, looking at any high school player but I will say this and you know I uh, would interview players in those days uh, before games uh, sometimes after games and there were very few high school players who impressed me, as he did, talking about the game, uh, articulating the game. So it, it doesn't shock me. But, no, it, it's tough to kind of predict that thing uh, to begin with.
0: Yeah.
3: Go ahead. You know, the, other th- the, other, the other thing about, special about today is 39 days till LSU football. You're right about that.
0: And I can wait. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that means thirty nine more days of baseball for me to focus on.
3: Well, now and actually, Jeff, this 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 is the important question. I didn't get a chance to call you. I didn't get a chance to listen, but I have to know the official Jeff Boggs position on those hideous Chicago Bears orange helmets.
1: You, you nailed it. Hideous. <laughs> I, I I'm not a big fan of the orange look with the. I, I like it as an accent color for them. Uh, the navy and orange has been their uh, main colors for decades uh, but I don't need to see orange helmets or orange jerseys.
3: And the orange helmets will be worn with the orange jerseys.
1: Uh, it's uh, The only good news is Andy Dalton won't have to wear them because, again, it just clashed with his head.
0: <laughs> he's right red hair. Yeah, Papa no, Bear is rolling in his grave right now with those orange helmets. Of course, he might have worn back in the day without the, the leather helmets, without the face mask when he played.
3: I, I, th- I think the biggest question concerning UL is how, how is the coaching transition. Yeah. We all know We all know what Michael can do, but, I mean, they lost – levi lewis at quarterback now they got to break in a new quarterback how how's the how's the interaction between quarterback and head coach going to affect the team and, and, and i think and, i think a lot of people have that have that question
1: you, you mentioned two things that make me question why the folks were so quick to vote them to return as west division champions because there is so much uncertainty on that team uh, that it surprises me that they were voted uh, to be the preseason favorites in the West.
0: And, you know, Neil, the, 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 they were cherry-picked uh, with other coaches, with uh, Napier going to Florida, taking the fine freshman running back, uh, whose name escapes me out of De La Salle, and also uh, – the wide receiver out of the Thibodeau area heading to LSU and uh, one to Kansas. And I think Napier took an offensive lineman that was picked by the media to be a first-team all-SEC lineman. That was a uh, young man, uh, Terrence O'Connor, I believe, or <laughs> I can't remember his uh, name. But he was picked uh, by the media as a first-team all-SEC offensive lineman. And Napier brought him with him. So, You know, there was some cherry-picking uh, done uh, on that UL team, uh, some of the better athletes uh, moved on. And uh, like you said, uh, a lot of uh, – we'll see what's going to transpire with regards to who the quarterback is going to be. I understand there three of
3: them in the and, running. And and one final thing for me. Uh, I talked to someone the other night who's real close to Corey Raymond, and Corey's saying he's loving it in Florida. He's loving it in Gainesville. He's, 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 he's having fun in Gainesville. So yeah. I suspect that uh, Florida's defense is, is going to be a little bit better than people suspect.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with you. And uh, Napier will always have a, a string uh, with the offensive calling and all. So uh, he was his own coordinator, even though he appointed uh, two people, two coaches in Lafayette. He he basically uh, made the dishes, you know, and play calling at UL in the tenure he was there for four years, I do believe. But uh, He's jumping in with the big boys now, so we'll see what's going to take place in the next uh, couple of years with Napier.
3: Anyway, guys, it was nice catching up with y'all. I'll call Appreciate again one day. Appreciate Sorry. it, man. 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 You Thank
0: you, Neil. Talk to you later. Anyway, yeah, Michael Desimo, uh, some uncertainty there. Uh, there was a transfer, a quarterback Transfer out of New Orleans from Maryland that's uh, at UL Legendre. I think is his name, Lance. Uh, he was making some uh, eyes open in uh, spring ball. And, of course, the field's kid from Rommel out of New Orleans is another hair apparent. And then they had someone else, too, and a third young man, I think, that was uh, making waves. And they also talked about the signee from Baton Rouge, who's also whose name escapes me right now. i will be a freshman-to-be. And uh, he was probably one of the better athletes at quarterback uh, in the baton rouge area this past year and uh those those four young men uh will be battling it out and i'm sure uh one will come to the top uh, as coach index always used to say you hate to see two battles uh between two young men at quarterback you always like to see someone step ahead and take charge so uh time will tell as the cajuns getting ready to hit the field in the next uh couple of weeks
1: you know one of the big uh, pieces not that it was news uh, but yeah just the fact that there's four new teams in that league uh, big part of yesterday's uh, media days as well three of those two team three of those four teams were able to address the media uh, yesterday um, another one southern miss today along with the rest of the western division addressing the media and again tomorrow we'll have some uh, audio on michael desermo's uh, comments as well as the couple of players he's got with him but That that is, um, you know, it's sort of, it's not the biggest news out of Media Day because, uh, obviously, we knew those teams were going to be added. But still, uh, not lost uh, on me was the idea that that's really uh, the big news out of Media Day. Similar to Southland Conference Media Days a week ago today, um, recognizing uh, two new, uh, well, one returning team to the Southland and two New teams to the Southland Conference, uh, that uh, kind of dominated the headlines. Yeah,
0: and, you know, a lot of people are not familiar with Old Dominion, but they had a lot of success in Division mm-hmm. Two. a lot of success. Not sure about James Madison and uh, Marshall. Uh, their teams have uh, – Marshall, for many years, dominated uh, oh, yeah, FCS. That's right, of course, yeah. and had a lot of big alumni. Yeah. <laughs> You know,
1: I'm trying to remember the wide receiver. Randy Moss. Thank you. Randy Moss. Yeah.
0: And uh, also Pennington, you know, the quarterback for the Jets for many years, who was an accurate passer. So they've had their share of uh, big time recruits. uh, uh, in that regard, of course, James Madison I'm not real familiar with uh, up and I think they're up from Virginia Way. The Dukes. Yeah, the Dukes. And Old Dominion's had a lot of success over on the Western Division. The new team, of course, is Southern Miss. They're a little bit down this year right now, and uh, but they have a new head coach. It'll uh, be in his second year, and we'll see how that transition works uh, in that regard. So they've got 14 teams, uh, the Cajuns and the Mountaineers, uh, the two they pick uh to run fourth the coastal carolina had a lot of success last year until appalachian state upset them uh they were the talk over the the uh, i guess the top 25 at one time they were up to as high as i think 12th in the country average at about 40 or 50 points a game yeah. so uh but they're on the other side and the cajuns don't see either one of them during the regular season so uh Interesting year for Coach uh, Mike Desimo, and as Neil asked, I, I didn't think Michael would be a head football coach yet. He's got a lot of talent, he's outspoken, I thought he'd be in the uh, business world and doing quite well uh, in that regard, So, um, but uh, he found his uh, route, and uh, he'll be uh, leading the Cajuns this year over in Lafayette. and. We wish Michael all the best of luck, and uh, I go way back with the Desimal family when I played Little League baseball. His grandpa, Bill, was my coach for a year, and uh, go back with the Desimal family uh, uh, 55-plus years, I can say. Yeah,
1: no doubt. No doubt we wish them well. Uh, I I do think they're a little overrated, though, right now. Until I see uh, uh, them actually get onto the field and play a game, i think it 's a little early optimism, but hey let 's hope so,
0: yeah, you know they started out there were a lot of a lot of confidence uh, heading into that Texas game and texas uh Beat up on them pretty good, 38-18, if I can remember the score, and uh, Texas pretty much dominated the game uh, from about the second quarter on, and uh, Texas ended up being a ho-hum team last year. I think they went 6-6, six and six, maybe 6-5-7, uh, and seven, somewhere in there, so Cajuns go on to win 13 straight, win their conference, win their bowl game, So uh, and then Coach Napier decides that uh, Florida is a school I'd like to go to, and he did. And and they cherry-picked a lot of the better Cajun players off, and uh, we'll see. Uh, they've got 11 returning starters, I do believe. So, uh, we wish, as we said, we wish Coach Desmo the best. Hopefully, maybe uh, we can get him on one time doing Bayou Sports, uh, maybe before the season begins. We will work toward it. Yes. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our second break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more
6: Is
4: it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s.
1: The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there this Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for sports, no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris.
0: At Arsenal Ford, we're making it even easier with our Ford Mobile Service band.
4: For your convenience, we have a mobile service solution for you. You provide the vehicle, and I'll handle the rest. Ford Mobile Service. We make it easy at Arsenal Ford.
5: A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240.
0: And uh, welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Hump Day, uh, Wednesday, July the 27th. And uh, some news out of New Orleans as the Saints get ready for their first uh, practice today. And uh, Michael Thomas, uh, things may open up in training camp uh, with on him being on the pulp list. Uh, In that regard, so uh, don't expect the Saints uh, receiver to stay there long. Hopefully, he'll be off that list soon. Also, uh, Davenport's being talked about that uh, he might be off that list also pretty soon. So, uh, keep your fingers crossed. We get to see uh, both those players early. Anyway, Jeff, uh, we got a phone call?
1: Let me turn my mic on. Yeah, I I believe we do.
0: Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air.
7: Good morning, Tony. This is Wayne.
0: Hello, Wayne. How are you? Mr. Pickleball himself, huh?
7: I'm just calling in to fill you in a little by little information you were questioning that All right. earlier in the show. Yeah, the game's played to 11, usually. You know, we we have a, a waiting. I play in Youngsville, but there's several other facilities. And if there's people waiting, you're going to play to 11, win by one. You play to 11 and win by two if nobody's waiting to play. Okay. Follow me? Sure. You know, the the team that's that's serving... Uh let's say I'm serving and uh my opponent doesn't return the ball or whatever, I score a point, you know. And I continue to serve until they break me. You know, in other words, they score a point against me. So but like it's uh
0: make it take it, huh? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, in basketball. Right, right. I get I keep right. throwing the ball until you take it from me.
7: That's right. Tell, tell me and, about
0: the kitchen.
7: The kitchen is is a seven foot from the net, seven feet back, you can't go into the kitchen. That's a non-volley,
0: ball- non-volley uh, area. You're right. Unless okay. Unless
7: the ball bounces into the kitchen, then you can go in there. But you better get out of get out of it because your next, you cannot keep keep stay into the kitchen uh, and return the next shot that's coming back at you. If it if you can't if it hits you or if you hit it while it's coming back at you and you're still in the kitchen, you're at fault. Okay. You know. So that that's what the kitchen's all about, you know. You you can't you can't play in the kitchen unless the ball bounces in there.
0: No, go ahead, Wayne. I'm sorry.
7: Okay, then then uh, getting back to serve, my my partner serves after they break me. You see, and if we continue to score until the opponents score a point, they don't you don't score a point, but uh, but you break me, and then. It goes back to the other side, and you only score a point on your serve. Okay, you know, you know that's basically how, and the game's played to eleven, and basically that's it on a twenty by forty-four foot court. Uh, it's 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 a lot of uh, exercise where you're not running a lot, but you're moving a lot.
0: You okay, know
7: what, I, what I'm saying? You know, you, you basically move around the uh, the the. the I I cover my ten feet, and my partner covers their ten feet. You know, and my twenty-two feet I have to cover too. You All know. Right. Now, now you can shift back and forth if you have to. If they pull my co- partner off the court, if I can get to the ball in her side or his side of the court, uh, I, I I can cover for them. You know. But basically, the 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 reason the game is so fun is that men and women can compete at the same oh, level. So. You know. Basically, the, 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 we're at the same, you're on the same level. Now, men can hit harder than women, but if a woman knows how to take a man out of the game by uh, soft <laughs> volley and that type of thing, uh-huh. it eliminates that hard, hard hitting that, that uh, a man can do. Uh, okay, so, t-
0: Tell us a little bit about the equipment now uh, with regards to uh, whatever type of instrument okay. or paddle you use and what type of ball is uh, generally used in this type of match.
7: Okay, we had we. Well, you use a wiffle ball, basically, Tony. Okay, uh, you're familiar with a, with a wiffle ball, sure. with The holes in it, you know, uh-huh. and it and it can when you're serving, you let it bounce coming towards me, and then you hit it back, and then the the server has to let it bounce once, and after that, the game can be played in the air. Okay, but both both teams have to let it bounce one time coming towards you, you know. But after that, you play it in the air. With a with a with a paddle similar to a ping pong bat, paddle, but it, it's elongated. It's all bigger right. than a ping pong bat,
0: paddle. And like some you know, of those yeah. Prince tennis rackets of the day, how huh? those big t- <laughs> Prince tennis well, rackets. <laughs> not quite that large. It's not quite. You know,
7: it, it's uh, it's probably they they about a uh, about eleven inches by eight inches, eleven and a half inches by eight inches.
0: Okay, so. all right,
7: and and and. uh, it's basically a honeycomb paddle, you know, that uh, it, it's not strings. It's solid, mm-hmm. but it, it, it has a honeycomb in the center of it, you know, that gets, it gives that bounce off of it, you know. All right. And, and you, 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 you play till, till 11 points, and who made the best team win. What, you
0: know? What's uh, generally a-, a match last, uh, Wayne, in that oh, regard? About minutes. You oh, that's 10, all? Okay.
7: 10, 10 12. And now, it can be. Because, like I say, you know, you get some some first class uh, pickleball players out there, and you play twenty, twenty, thirty minutes, you know, okay. because you can only score points on your on your serve. You see, all right now, you know, so uh, yeah, there's matches that go thirty minutes, you know. But if you get uh, some some beginners in that, and it, and uh, we'll have thirty to forty players out here every day, you oh, know, wow. playing, yeah, every day indoors now. In the Youngsville Sports Complex, mm-hmm. there's, six, there's six courts. So you have six, you have 24 players playing, and you have, uh, you know, eight to, to 16 waiting, you know, to play usually. You know, with are 24 and we're going up to 40. Sometimes I've seen it in January, one Friday morning in January, it was raining and it was cold and it, you know, we ended up with sixty players. We had all the golfers out there that wanted that play a little pickleball. You know the tennis players came indoors because they knew we could play they could play indoors with that pickleball. We ended up with sixty players that oh day. wow Wayne,
0: yeah. Wayne with uh with regards you know there was a like if you if it's you not have uh i guess uh access to uh a, a pickleball court. And you use a tennis court, how do you designate the non-volley area which is that 6 8 foot area on either side of the net? How how well, does that well, done?
7: We went we went out into New Iberia back when I was still living there and we striped off two courts. Okay. we approached approach, uh City Park about it, you know, and they said, "Yeah, go ahead," you know. So we put, we, we got some blue paint and we taped it off ourselves and we painted the, t- the pickleball, the, the kitchen line and also the dimensions on the tennis court of a pickleball court on two of the, I think there's five courts outdoors over there around Parkview Drive there, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh, we, we, we play out there when we had, when we couldn't go into it, especially when COVID hit, Tony. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they told you you needed to exercise yet, yet they, they wouldn't let you go indoors. Remember that? Yes. You know? yes. So so exercise we did. We went outdoors and we played outdoors, you know, as much as we could, as long as it, you know, it didn't hit into the heat factor too much. We play late in the afternoons, you know. And then uh COVID, COVID lifted and we went back indoors. But you see the thing about New Bear, they only let you play Tuesday and Thursday nights. Where when we in Youngsville we play five mornings a week, you know, Monday through Monday through Friday. Uh, as long as they don't, the kids are not. Right now we kinda, uh, have to pick, they, they designate so many days because, uh, there's basketball camps and volleyball camps that they're having. But come January, uh, August the 1st, we should be back indoors live mornings.
3: Yeah,
0: and that'd you be uh, that'd be a, a nice uh, set of venues uh, with the heat oh. uh, in August in oh, yeah. uh, this part of the country. Uh, right. <laughs> really yeah. working on people, but Wayne, uh, I want to thank you for taking a few minutes of your time during the day to. Uh, to let us know uh pickleball uh, also boxcar had sent me uh on my phone uh, i wanted to review it and learn a little bit more about it before i talk more about it uh just naive of how the game was played or even with equipment and and right. uh what uh took place but you've uh, enlightened me with uh, a lot of the info that uh you're looking forward to seeing so uh, hopefully uh uh you can maintain your exercise uh playing pickleball with your, your uh, group of friends there uh, over in the Youngsville area.
7: Well, sure, Tony. Anytime you need some more information, give me a holler, buddy. Appreciate I appreciate it,
0: Wayne. Thanks for All calling right, in. We we'll appreciate you listening. Anyway, pickleball, uh, pretty popular, Jeff. And uh, uh, Wayne, uh, give us a call in and let us know uh, how to play the game. So pretty interesting. Uh, the phone's a jam today, it looks like. Uh, we got another caller?
1: Yeah, let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on Bayou Sports.
0: Well, well we were on Bayou Sports. Anyway, uh, we you know it's just amazing how that game's just caught on, really popular, uh, and with the uh, generic the older crowd uh, playing uh, with that game, so uh, and pretty popular here in New Iberia and also in the Youngsville, Bruce area. They even have courts. Uh, New Iberia, uh, Wayne said they went ahead and uh, made their court with through the. That's uh, what we used to do on the street, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I lived on a street that was unique enough uh, that pretty much. Uh, only came on it if you lived there or you were visiting someone there and we would stripe the street uh, for whatever sport we wanted to play hash marks and tennis court lines we we didn't string a net for tennis but you know we we respected the 36 inches or so that it took and Drag the hockey uh, nets uh, on and off the street as traffic would come, uh, but but again, we didn't have a lot of traffic. So
0: yeah, well, yeah. Speaking of that, you know, at one time, uh, hockey, uh, the con- concrete the variety, it was pretty popular with the youngsters uh, under, I guess, under twelve. And they got the roller blades out and they put the nets out and they started a little league behind the Sugarcane Festival building. And I know my son at the time, uh, along with a few of his friends, got involved in it. It was a lot of fun for him, skating and playing hockey. And that was the time when the ice skaters were really busting it uh, over in Lafayette uh, with ten and 12,000 uh, people in the uh, Cajun Dome, but uh it it kind of it faded it's fa as fast as it came, it kind of faded a little bit, and I know the youngsters back then they had a lot of fun playing it, yeah and I
1: know by the time I got to town, uh, the Bank Avenue facility for uh, floor hockey uh, was pretty much decrepit, uh, yeah and pretty much gone uh, unused for quite some time. It looked
0: yeah, it was a lot of fun for the kids. I know uh my son, along with uh, a lot of other his little friends, played the game and uh, I'm trying to remember. There were probably, oh, maybe 8 to 10, 12, and uh, they had a couple of different leagues and so many teams. And, uh, of course, rollerblading, rollerblading was really popular, too. So they'd put on their skates and get to I think we still have a hockey stick or two around the house <laughs> with my son and uh, and with the pucks. Uh, uh, it was more of a ball. It wasn't a puck because uh, the puck couldn't roll on that concrete, and they played on. But a uh, few bumps and bruises, but uh, things went well.
1: Last time I picked up a hockey stick, it had four shots on it. <laughs> the, the shot stick,
0: we call it, uh, at the Quarter Tavern. <laughs> anyway, uh, pretty much so. Uh, before we uh, head into our next break, uh, I don't know if there are any more headlines you might want to uh, speak about.
1: Just just real quick, uh, you know, Arizona, th- news now for Arizona fans uh, – Two things. Uh, Drew Jones, uh, we talked about him last week, the number two pick, the son of Andrew Jones. Yes. First first workout with the Cardinal, not the Cardinals, the um, Diamondbacks right. organization. Not not with the big club, of course, yet. He's 18 years old, but hurt himself. Uh-oh. He's already uh, hurt himself, uh, suffered a shoulder injury of some sort, so uh, he's out for the year. Wow. And again, it was his first workout with
0: Unbelievable. the
1: organization. And then you don't think uh, a lot about uh, rain problems in Arizona, but no. the Cardinals' training camp hotel rooms were damaged by torrential rains.
0: Now, they have been having pretty big rains in St. Louis in that area, so uh, they had a lot of homes underwater. uh, With I think they had nine inches like in two or three hours, which is unheard of. I did
1: see uh, a headline on that. Didn't uh, delve into it, but you're right. Oh, Um,
0: just uh, unbelievable. Uh, And anywhere elsewhere too, uh, just a snapshot of the NFL starting quarterbacks. Would you believe that the uh, the 2021 class with – With Lance, Mac Jones, uh, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills with the Texans, Trevor Lawrence with the Jaguars, Justin Fields now with the Bears. That's going to be the most uh, starting quarterbacks in the 32-team NFL League. Uh, After that, it's four with the 2020 class with uh, Burrow. Uh, Herbert, uh Hertz and uh Taglia villa uh is uh the next group. So uh of course you, they're not letting quarterbacks mature anymore, are they? Boy you're not kidding. Of course you go back uh two thousand Tom Brady's still around, two thousand five, Aaron Rodgers has been in the league for seventeen years. Of course you gotta go to Matty Ryan uh two thousand eight, two thousand nine, uh Matthew Stafford and then uh starts uh breaking down a little bit more with Russell Wilson, Tannehill, Hill and uh and uh Kirk Cousins uh in the 2012 class so pretty interesting though with the breakdown of all the nfl quarterbacks i have here as i mentioned earlier in the show tom brady's got a new target to throw to and julio jones uh will be with uh tampa bay he signed a one-year deal of course he was with the titans last year and he the for the time starting to catch up with him a little bit too i think too jeff but uh, he's had some injury woes and uh and I'm trying to call. Uh, if Atlanta cut him, and then he signed on with the Titans, and now uh, with Tampa Bay here, and uh, I guess eight, ten, twelve years, yeah, uh, uh, with Paul Simon there, me and Julio down at the schoolyard. Tom Brady's new theme song. Yep, that's right. Where's Andrew Brown? As coach would say, hadn't heard much from him lately. <laughs> 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 oh. Final break? Yeah, we will. Let's go ahead and take our final break. And uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Today in Sports History on July 27th, right after this.
5: Hey, guys. If you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
1: The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there this Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for sports. No bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving
5: fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Where opportunities are
4: created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career.
2: They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry.
4: It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at
5: Danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com.
1: to to AnswerToPain.com.
2: Hi, this is Boxcar I'm inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Sliman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240.
0: Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, golfballs.com, and our local golf clubs. Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oaks.
2: So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on kane 1240com and catch the podcast the next day.
0: Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Hump Day, July the 27th, our Wednesday and uh, today in sports history. And uh, just bear with me on this one. Uh, in 1920, Resolute beats Shamrock 4, from England in the 14th running of America's Cup. And I, I don't know why. I just looked it up a little bit. America's Cup, uh, of course, the big... Uh, did, did they use
1: the term the running of
0: that? It's a. Yeah, you're right. That's the term I saw there. It's a sailing of it. It should be. Anyway, uh, you, know, you, you know, we always talk about winning streaks. And winning streaks and how they prevail and all in Six baseball. Six in a row for the Cubs. Yeah, that's right. And also, uh, I think in baseball, the longest winning streak was by the... New York baseball Giants I think it was 26 game the Lakers in the uh, uh uh NBA I think have a 33 game winning streak uh, they held the longest uh winning streak that's amazing Yeah and then you have uh uh in the NFL I think the Dolphins at one time that 17 and 0 year Uh, I think they built upon that the following year with maybe another. I think it's in the 20s somewhere. But to honor the longest winning streak in sports history is purely in terms of time. It belongs to the New York Yacht Club. And hold on, folks, (laughs) who won the America's Cup 25 times over a period of 132 years. They hadn't lost. And the inaugural race was staged off of an island called Wright uh, in 1851, and saw the American Challenger beat the Royal Yacht Squadron uh, the, representing the United Kingdom then, and it wasn't until 1983 that the Newport, Rhode Island group that were defeated by the Royal Perth Yacht Club from Australia. These days, the Cup changes hands pretty regularly, so no team has retained the trophy since 1992. It remains to be seen whether the current holders of the Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron can embark on another 132-year victory reign. So, uh, pretty long time, 132 years. And uh, I want to say Ted Turner won the Cup one year for the Americas. Uh, Back in the 80s sometimes, so uh, a sailing uh, master he was also, besides being, um, uh, 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 I guess, a uh, cable uh, uh, owner and all. Jimmy Jimmy Buffett uh,
1: did a song called Take It
0: Back. Take It Back. And that was, he was,
1: I guess, commissioned by the America's Cup people to do a song to get the Cup back.
0: Yeah, and Um, it's traded hands pretty regularly now, but the America's... uh, Won the cup from uh, 132 years in a row. Wow, amazing. Anyway, 1927, Mel Ott, at 18 years old, hits his first major league home run of all things and inside the park job. Of course, Mellot, uh, originally from New Orleans, uh, really Gretna, went on to hit 510 more. And is I, I know
1: somewhere on the West Bank, it's probably in Gretna, there is a park, Mellot Park.
0: That's right. And there was also a league, the Mellot League, at one time back in the day. Of course, he died at a very young age. I think he died uh, he was 49 years of age. His number four jersey is retired, and uh, he was the first National Leaguer to hit 500 home runs. Mellot only stood 5'9 and weighed 170 pounds. Wow. Anyway, 1947, New York Yankees catcher Yogi Berra starts a record of 148-game errorless streak, also known as the best bad ball hitter in baseball, oh Yogi. <laughs> I think that record's at 232 games now. 1953, Dizzy Dean, Al Simmons, and Chief Bender uh, was a terrific pitcher for the A's in the early 90s. He was, uh, I want to say, part, uh, part Indian and also went to the Carlisle School over in uh, Pennsylvania. So I wonder if he and uh, Jim Thorpe, were uh, they're at the school at the same time. Anyway, they're inducted into the Hall of Fame. 1970, Lou Boudreau, Ernie, Earl Combs, Ford Frick, and Jesse Haynes enter baseball's Hall of Fame. Of course, Lou Boudreau, the player position manager for the last time. The Indians won the World Series in '48. Combs with the Yankees, Ford Frick, the ghostwriter for Babe Ruth, also the commissioner of baseball for about 15, 18 years. Jesse Haynes, an outstanding pitcher with the Cardinals back in the 20s and early 30s. Elsewhere in 1973, the 40th NFL Chicago All-Star Game. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, of course, uh, coming off that undefeated season, beat the All-Stars 14-3 to uh, with 54,000 people watching. And Jeff, I'm trying to remember when that game was stopped back in – seemed like they had a big lightning storm one night. The Steelers were playing the All-Stars. Might have been in 76. Might have been the last time that game was played.
1: Yeah, I, I do remember it, and I – Probably only remember it because it was in Chicago and it would get a little recognition in the media. Because, uh, but uh, you're right, Uh, and that was. Well, I remember uh, the first one. I remember it was before they remodeled Soldier Field, not the current remodeling, but um, when there was like 140 yards, Uh, the the north end zone was like 40 yards from the end zone. Okay, the seating. And right. there was this big open space, um, but then they remodeled it, made it what you might remember from, say, the 85 season. Um, uh, but, but anyway, um, yeah, it, it was mid-'70s. Uh, yeah,
0: and they started that game back in the 30s, and uh, the college All-Stars would take on the world champions or the NFL champions at the time and uh, compete. And then a few times the All-Stars beat them. Not often, but a few times. Anyway, in 1988, uh, baseball starts pitchers, Tommy uh, Johns, commits three errors on one play as the Yankees out the Brewers 16-3. I think it started off with Johns uh, trying to get a and bunt, threw it past first base and then t- threw it past the catcher on a relay and uh, committed three errors on one play. I don't know how that could be one play as uh, a combination of plays. Anyway, in 1992, the Astros began a 26-game road trip. And you wonder, how can he be on the road for 26 games? Well, to make room uh for the republican national convention in the astrodome so the astros began 26 days on the road uh man you hope you don't forget your laundry somewhere that kind of reminds me uh used to be and it's
1: not the situation anymore blackhawks and bulls used to have to hit the road for about three straight weeks when the circus came to town and they played it they did the circus at the chicago stadium and now the united center Although that's not an issue anymore,
0: I guess. Uh, yeah, Ringling Brothers, Born and Bailey Circus. Yeah, yeah the big-time circus. Uh, anyway, in 1999, Tony Hawk is the first skateboarder to land a 900. And I looked it up, and that's kind of doing double dips and flips and all that. Uh, so Tony Hawk, uh, extraordinaire skateboarder. I think he's retired. He must be in his 50s now. Anyway, birthdays today, Leo DeRocha. Um, go ahead. The Lipa. Yeah, the lip. Oh, yeah, Leo the lip. Uh, Hall of Fame shortstop. Uh, didn't earn his Hall of Fame status as a shortstop. More as a manager in the major leagues. Uh, uh, was a coach with the Yankees. was uh, Also with the Cardinals and two other teams. His uh, World Series uh, team, the Giants, won the 54 World Series down in the Indians and also coached with the Dodgers in 63. Also, the Cubs. uh, Also, uh, he was a manager of the Dodgers and left the Dodgers uh, to go flirt with the Giants. So the Dodger fans, that's when they started to really take him off. So uh, married to uh, Lorraine Day, Hollywood movie star for many years, too. They called her baseball's number one woman. Meanwhile, in 1939, Irv Cross, we all remember Irv Cross, a football cornerback for uh, the Eagles and CBS broadcaster, born in Hammond, Indiana on this day. Of course, uh, Irv Cross uh, passed away last year sometime. 1948, Peggy Fleming, American figure skater, Olympic gold, 68 world champion, born in Jose, San Jose, California. Ed Ogeron, the old oh, Coach O's birthday today. Of course, he won the NCAA championship with the Tigers in 2019, born in La Rose, Louisiana. So uh, happy birthday, Coach. He uh, looks like he'll be uh, 60-61 today. Is that uh, that accurate? As Coach O celebrates a birthday today. Also, 1975, Alex Rodriguez, uh, shortstop in uh, the American League, and also uh, Yankee shortstop, 14-time All-Star, born in New York City. Uh, Golfer Jordan Spieth's birthday is today. Of course, he won the Masters, the U.S. Open in 15, the British Open in 17, born in Dallas, Texas. And the quote today, I'm going to go back to Leo DeRocha, folks. And, uh, you know, he always said, (laughs) nice guys finish last. Uh, He he said, I never did say that you can't be a nice guy and win. I said if I was playing third base and my mother rounded third with the winning run, I'd trip her. Leo, the Lib DeRosha, always uh, on time. And, Jeff, uh, back to you now. Well, again, uh, 17 minutes after, just about ready to
1: wrap it up. Lee Kay and the Breakfast Club uh, continuing after news. And, again, we thank our sponsors, Bayou Sports, the Headache and Pain Center, Arsenal Ford, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, and Schwing Insurance, again, Big thanks to them. Uh, We look forward to tomorrow's edition of Bayou Sports, including audio from today's Sunbelt Media Conference days uh, with Mike Desermo. Uh, We'll have that for you tomorrow morning. Have a great morning. Uh, Join me again, Tesh Matters, uh, after the 10 o'clock news.
5: You're listening to KANE, 1240 AM and K298CQ, 107.5 FM, New Iberia.
2: The voice of the Tesh.